Hey y'all, it's the Walking Well Podcast and I'm your host Jalon Martz. Welcome back. So y'all, it's been an interesting time. <laughs> um, it's a couple of days after we typically, or I typically post the podcast, you know, because life and um, life demands that you be flexible and pliable. You know, we talked about that last week when we were talking about transition. So um that's new. And then I'm back. I know I told you guys that I was hoping to kind of get my mom back on the podcast, but again, life. So um, I'm back talking to you guys and you got your little dose of transition last week. So um, I'm going to be talking to you guys today about the pursuit of purpose. Um, we are wrapping up January, which is beyond me. I'm kind of like, it felt like January was moving pretty slowly, but then all of a sudden it's gone. Such as life, I suppose, is but a vapor. But anyway, um, I just, you know, as we are, you know, thinking about our goals and moving through life and reflecting and planning and plotting for what we want this new year to to look like and what we want it to hold and the fruit that we're hoping to produce in this year, um, I just wanted to pause kind of on on the tail end of this with like a little bit of just an encouragement and admonition and um, kind of pointing forward in a way, um, you know, that purpose is ultimately the, the pursuit, the pursuit is purpose. And, um, you know, purpose is ultimately about becoming your truest self. And that true self looks like reflects Christ. Um, and, and it's about fulfilling his purpose for you and those connected to you in the earth. It's about bringing the kingdom, um, to earth. You know, that's why we're here reestablishing the king's domain, you know, um, in Genesis, the command was to take dominion, to be fruitful, to multiply, you know, and, and, um, and that can happen in so many ways, but we're, we're put on the earth to reestablish the king's dominion, um, and his domain here. And so I just want to encourage you guys as we are wrapping up January to really be pursuing purpose. I told some of you guys, I think on the podcast, um, maybe earlier in the month that my, my word for this year is alignment. And for me, alignment looks a lot like, you know, I mean, I hope most of my life has been spent in pursuit of purpose, but alignment for me looks like sort of getting back in line with, um, God's objectives, with his heart, with his mind, having an emphasis on the things that he's emphasizing in this season of life for me, you know, putting a priority on the things that he's putting priority on, seeing how he sees and and believing about myself, about his plan for me, about how things will work out as he believes, you know, and so um, that's kind of in the spirit of the pursuit of purpose for me, um, alignment. So I wanted to give you guys a couple different thoughts that I have about purpose and, you know, the lessons that I've learned in pursuit of purpose. Um, and the first one is that purpose is a discovery. It is ongoing, it is unfolding, and therefore it is revealed. Um, I, when, okay, so when I um, was like high school age and started thinking, you know, thinking towards college, I remember having this moment where I was like, man, I need to find like a major career that pays a lot of money because who wants to be broke, right? Not me. 
Um, and it was so interesting because I just distinctly remember the Holy Spirit interrupting me and being like, no, you need <laughs> to find out what I've called you to do, what my heart for you is, and you need to pursue that. And it was like, oh yeah, I guess you're right, Jesus. Yeah, that's totally what I need to do. You know, I guess, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'll do that. Um, but uh, I remember feeling very early on in, in my pursuit of the Lord and walking with the Lord that I was called to to women. I was called to to building women, to empowering women, to partnering with God in that um, and kind of getting this aha moment of like, oh, I am called to biblical feminism. I'm called to help spread what it looks like to be a woman in the kingdom. Um, and I didn't necessarily know what that meant or what that looked like, but it was like this little centerpiece of like, okay, this is why I'm here. I'm sort of oriented. My, my purpose is oriented around this little nugget here. And, um, and from that point on, you know, my major in college was about, okay, Lord, how do I partner with you and getting the credentials and the education that I need to sort of fulfill that call? And I chose volunteer opportunities and, and pursued knowledge and information in books and was reading all kind of, you know, in, in pursuit of understanding more to be equipped to do this thing that I felt like God had called me to do, even though I didn't really know what it looked like. Um, and, and it's interesting now to kind of find, to see where I've, where I've walked through. So I've done my undergraduate work. I've done my master's in mental health counseling. You know, I've, I've worked with girls. I worked with a or, leading organization in the city that um, partners with girls and young women. I've taught Bible classes for girls and women, and I've spoken at women's events and things like that. And just all the ways that, you know, my, my life has expanded out from this sort of epicenter of partnering with God to build up women. And now I'm finding myself sort of coming back to this place of biblical feminism again and really championing that and, and getting an understanding of what that looks like and what that means. And, and that it doesn't mean what I thought it meant when I was 14, 15, 16, you know? And so, um, it's been, a, it's been an unfolding. I never wanted to go get my master's. That was something that the Lord kind of, it was a door the Lord opened. I never saw myself teaching. That was something that I kind of stumbled into and was like, Oh, wow. Wow. Lord, I think your will is here for me in this place. Um, and so purpose is, is discovered. It's un, it's unfolding. You discover it in layers. You kind of stumble into it sometimes. Other times the Lord picks you up and drops you in the middle of it. Um, but it, it's a discovery. It's, it's ongoing. It's unfolding. And therefore it is revealed to you. Um, from there, uh, purpose happens daily. You know, um, I had all these grand ideas of like what it would look like for me to be pursuing my purpose and walking in my purpose. And, you know, it's all gold dust and it's hazy and, you know, like, oh, you know, you have soft music or whatever. But, you know, um, purpose happens in the mundane. It happens in the daily grind. And I think that's, you know, where a lot of people kind of get lost. Um, I believe we're all called to greatness um, but I, I think sometimes we don't know, we don't acknowledge how greatness is happening, where greatness happens, that greatness is not necessarily on a stage, at least not at first. A lot of times, most of the times, you know, we live in upside down kingdom, the way up is down. Um, most of the time, greatness happens behind the scenes when nobody's looking, when nobody knows your name, when nobody's trying to give you a microphone, when nobody's trying to give you any kind of accolades, you know, um, the exemplary happens from the mundane, from being from being chiseled and shaped and molded by doing regular things excellently. You know, it's that it's that extra stretch, you know. 
Um, it's the choice to, 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 you really, you know, in the mundane, it's, you know, are you going to choose to stretch? You're going to choose to serve. Are you going to choose to cover when you can expose this person? Are you going to push past the Holy Spirit's, you know, um, quelling you or quieting you and decide to, you know, say what you want to say and do what you want to do? Or are you going to allow the Holy Spirit to train you? Um, uh, because that's where greatness is forged and molded in you. Um, and it's, it's, in, it's in all of the little things. It's in how I wash dishes. Am I just going to wash my dishes? <laughs> Am I going to wash everything that's on the counter? You know, am I going to wash the things that aren't mine? It's not my dish day, you know? Um, it's in how I prepare. It's in how I know, like, okay, this has to happen. This has to happen. Am I on top of that? Or am I scrolling through social media? Because I just really rather like zone out for a good hour, you know? Um, it's in those little things. It's in, it's, and those little things aren't little really. Um, that's your boot camp. You know, life, the mundane is your boot camp for greatness. Um, but I think a lot of times we, we lose sight of that and we think we want, we want to go from good to great without any of the, without any of the grit that has to happen in the in between to sort of to, to, to sand you down and to, take off some of the edge and to to build you up and to make sure that you have a muscle the muscles that you need to be able to handle that because greatness comes with tons of pressure you know and we'll talk about that a little bit later but so purpose happens daily um the other the other thought i kind of have about purpose is that it takes attentiveness and sensitivity to pursue your purpose. The pursuit of purpose takes attentiveness and sensitivity and what i mean by that is it takes you um, not just going, I feel like God said to me, but knowing what God is saying. Um, and the difference between that is we think about Abraham and, and going to sacrifice Isaac. Um, he heard God say, you know, hey, go take your son up, sacrifice your, you know, your only son, and that that was God's command. But had Abraham not been continuing to hear God's voice, he would have slayed his son. You know, he would have killed him. But God was saying, God was still talking, you know, it was like, hey, don't don't harm the boy. I see now that you love me above all others and all else, you know. So it's it's that sort of moment of you're not just going off of what God had said, but you're kind of your, your posture is leaning in to hear what God, what are you saying? What do you want me to do here? How should I approach this? Is this still something that's a priority to you? Do I need to continue to do this? Is there any adjustment that I need to make? It's hearing God. It's seeking him and continuing to feel after him. Um for example, at the end of 2016, I started to feel kind of spiritually stuck, a little dull, like distant and disconnected from God. And um, it was really causing a, a good amount of distress for me because I'm kind of one of those people that's like, Lord, we need to be right. <laughs> you know, we got to be okay. We have got to be okay. And we, when we are not okay, something needs to change and I need you to tell me what it is. Um, but I remember sort of expressing that to a friend of mine and she kind of was like, well, you know, what do you feel like you're supposed to be doing? You know, and she just, I, I don't know if she was speaking prophetically. She was definitely speaking by, you know, inspiration. But she was like, don't you feel like you're supposed to be doing this and you feel called to do this? Why aren't you doing that? You know, and it kind of hit me. It was like, wow, wait a minute. I'm kind of back here on autopilot and maybe God has moved forward into something. And I was just completely oblivious to it and not aware that God had moved into it in, into a thing and I didn't move with him, you know, and um, and it made me think a lot about the children of Israel being led through the wilderness with a, a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. And it was like the, the cloud had gotten away from me and I was still back here in my tent. Like, yeah. So and talking to God and he's like, yeah, I'm up here. I moved on to this thing. Can you come up here? Can, can you come up here and see this thing that I'm on? You know? Um, and so I, I, I say that to say that in pursuit of, of your purpose, 
you have to be sensitive to hear what God is currently saying to you. And if you don't feel like he's saying anything new, that's fine. Just make sure that your posture is 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 inclined to be like, is there anything? Anything you need to say? Can I? Any, oh, okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same page still. You know, so it takes, it does take that attentiveness. It takes that leaning in and, and um, trusting that God is going to lead you in the way that you should go. So the next thing I would say after that is that um, this one is something that I'm learning so much more in this season that I'm in now. And that's that purpose is not easy. Um, and it's rarely glamorous. What do I mean by that? I mean, purpose, pursuing purpose, pursuing the thing that you feel like God has put on your heart to do, the thing that you think God has called you to, that you believe God has called you to. Um, it's hard a lot of times. There's always this kind of like startup energy where it's like, ooh, I'm in something new. This is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I can't believe, oh my gosh, I'm finally stepping into this thing, you know? And then, you know, it gets normal and it becomes regular and it becomes a chore or responsibility more than like, God has called me to this thing. It, it feels more so like a, like a weight, a burden, something that you're carrying and not burden in the sense of it's like negative, but like you have this responsibility to this thing that God has called you to and your responsibility to do it well, your responsibility to do it when it doesn't feel exciting, when nobody's saying anything to you about how great it is, when you're just being faithful, you know, and purpose is like that. It's in the, it's, it, it can be hard. It can be demanding in the sense of you might just want to be doing something else, you know, um, and and sometimes and often it's lonely, you know, and I don't say that to discourage you from purpose, but I just, you know, very few people really choose to pursue their purpose. I think we're hitting a time like this little epoch in history right now where people are, you know, launching themselves into their dreams and really pursuing that and, and giving it all they've got. And that's so awesome to see. Um, but when that startup energy is gone and it's you and your dream and your grind, it just is what it is, you know? And sometimes, um, I definitely found myself in that space, even with the podcast, with blogging, when I was, you know, more so using that medium, being faithful <laughs> is sometimes not exciting to your feelings, your emotions, you know, um, there's, there's like beginning hype and then that's it. Um, sometimes you're making, t a lot of times you have to make tough choices. You know, you have to tell yourself, no, not right now, later. I'm going to do what I need to do so that I can do what I want to do. Um, sometimes it's just playing hard on your flesh because you would, like I said, rather zone out or check out or spend your time some other way. Um, and sometimes it's just you, you're the, you're the only one that's purposing to do this thing, to walk this out the way that you feel like God has called you to walk it out, whatever the thing is. Um, so like for me in high school, I, um, was probably a, a, a good, a little bit more mature, um, in the sense that I could sort of see what my peers were doing and could, you know, kind of look and be like, you know, I don't want the follow-up that's going to, I, I feel like the Lord gave me wisdom and understanding in the sense of like, if you satisfy your immediate desires, it's going to, there's going to be blowback in this way. And I had enough sense about me, Jesus in me that was like, yeah, I don't want that, you know, but I, I was often kind of like one of two on a good day, one of one <laughs> on other days that was choosing, you know, to, to be peculiar in that, you know, and I was talking to someone who I was talking to, to a mom recently and just sort of telling her, like, you know, I, I had my small group of friends um, and we had a, a similar definition of fun. And so that didn't make it so lonely. But when my friends were dating in high school and I wasn't, it was kind of like, 
here you are. You know, it, you feel called to this. How do you believe in it? You know, do you believe in it enough to deal with the momentary discomfort and uncomfortability and some and sometimes awkwardness and sometimes your own feelings of aloneness when you combust all over yourself, you know, uh, and those moments where your feelings get the best of you. Do you do you still believe in what you feel called to do enough to hang in there and stay with it even when you're the only one? And that is really like <laughs> it was such good training for purpose. Um, but God doesn't waste anything. You know, we know that. Um, but a lot of times that's just how it is. It's not easy. And it's some, and, and really to put down roots to be able to have any fruit, like pursuing purpose, all the years that you spend being in obscurity, being unknown, nobody knowing your name, nobody giving you an accolades, nobody knowing or acknowledging the gift on the inside of you. Um, it's it's investing it's letting your roots go down deep it's building your your foundation on the rock it's going down so that you can again go up um and even and sometimes like the world is not going to ever turn around and be like wow you're so anointed like that may not happen you've got to believe in your gift and your calling and your purpose enough to roll with that and that's really where i had to get to as a high schooler as a single woman as just a peculiar person in jesus like even if everybody ain't going to be on it like I'm going to be on it, even if anybody, everybody's not going to stand like I'm going to stand, I believe in this enough and I know that this is what I'm called to in and of myself that I'm going to stick with it and stay with it when it's uncomfortable. When I went to UF, I was miserable. <laughs> I was so miserable in college because I missed my family and this was so unfamiliar and I feel like my door looks like a prison door and it's not homey and you know all the things that I could complain about. Um, and there were times when, when all I wanted to do was quit and go home that, I mean, there were plenty of those times. Um, but what kept me from doing that was that I knew I was called to that school and to that place and in that season of my life. I, I knew it. I knew that God had divinely opened that door. He had divinely set up provision. It was where I was supposed to be. And that's what kept me nailed to the floor when I wanted to just bolt and go home. And we've got to be like that in our purpose. We've got to be fixed on it. We've got to be like, Lord, this is what you called me to. Nobody else. See. Like, you got to be like Noah, man. Noah, a hundred and some odd years telling people it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Because he was fully convinced in, in and of himself that God was true and what God had told him was going to come to pass. And it it moved him to the point of, of changing his behavior and his actions. Right. That's faith. Um and that's how we have to be about purpose. That's so how we, we cannot be like, we, we just can't be moved by what we see, who agrees or disagrees, who thinks we're crazy or thinks it's phenomenal. We can't be moved by that. We have to be convinced in our own hearts, like, this is what the Lord's called me to do and I'm going to be faithful to it. And that's not easy. It isn't. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's just not. There are times when it feels phenomenal and God gives you this, like, glimpse of why he's put you where he's put you and what he's put on the inside of you and it's like this boost of like oh lord this is awesome i could do this all day and those moments those those breaths of fresh air carry you through like the this is boring oh man i gotta do it i gotta put this up you know it, it carries you through all of that um but purpose is so worth it like purpose is just so worth it um I want to read to you guys this verse that I so very often refer back to um, in times where like, I'm just like, God, do you realize (laughs) if I had, I mean, do you, do you realize how I'd be like, and that's the comparison trap. So the comparison trap, when you see someone get something, notoriety, fame, a position, a house, a move, whatever, 
that you want and they've gone, you know, they've done it however they've done it. And you're just like, Jesus, are you telling me? Because I, I, not even gonna lie, I have done this in my heart. Um, you know, are you telling me that I am over here trying to honor you <laughs> and I don't have the house, I don't have the job, I don't have the, da, 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 you know? Um, and this is the verse of the Lord is constantly like taking my face and pointing it to when I get that way. So Proverbs 23, it's verses 17 and 18 in the Amplified. And it says, let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverential, worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there is a latter end, a future and a reward, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. (laughs) Y'all. It is both encouraging and slightly like, kind of moment. But I mean, that verse is just like, hey, get yourself together. (laughs) Pull it together. What is truth? And it's like this heart. It's like Jesus punching in the chest a little bit. Like, what's true? What's real? What's lovely? What's of a good report? Are you thinking on those things? Like, he's just challenging your heart. Like, what did I say? But what did I say? I don't care what you see. What did I say? And am I a liar? No, let every man be a liar. I'm going to be the truth, you know? Um, and that's what you, you have to anchor yourself in truth and, and, and in the word, man, because it's it's just worth it. Like the enemy in the in-between is always trying to distract. He's trying to dissuade. He's trying to um, discourage. He's trying to make you feel like it'll never happen. You won't ever get, you won't ever have, you won't ever come to. Like he, he's just trying to dissuade you because it's, it's really only a matter of time. And here's the thing about um, knowing God and knowing your word, you've got to know your father's heart for you. There have been times when I've had to settle in my heart, like, okay, let's say if I never get married, what does that mean? Does that mean God has been unfaithful? Does that mean that God has not fulfilled my desire? And there are times when it's like, Lord, I, <laughs> I would really prefer. I have a preference. If you had a suggestion box, I know what I would write on my little card. But um, I've had to, I know my father's heart for me. I know myself enough, but I also know my father's heart for me to know that God would not shortchange me on goodness because he, he's all about goodness. Like taste and see that the Lord is good. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Like, so I have to settle within myself that, okay, I have this desire. I have this plan. I have this hope, but like Proverbs 16 says, you know, like, Lord, I thank you that, um, you know, you would guide my heart's desires. They would be molded unto you. I would lay my desire at your feet and you would conform them and, and, and make them to be agreeable to your will and to your desires. Um, and so that's got to be my heart. My heart has got to trust my, my, my father. Um, and, and know that he is only good for me. Not, and I don't mean to say that to say, stop wishing and stop hoping and stop planning and dreaming. That's not what I'm saying. Um, what I'm saying is that God is faithful in everything and in every way. He is utterly faithful and trustworthy. I think it's, if it's not first Thessalonians, it's second Thessalonians 525. Don't quote me. Um, (laughs) but God is utterly faithful and trustworthy. Um, and so you've got to know the hope to which you were called. You've got to know that Jesus is the only thing that satisfies, but that God is good, that he knows you enough to, to not give you a stone or a snake when you ask for bread, that he's a good father. And he's so good that he knows what you would like, you know, and he, he wouldn't give you something that you wouldn't like. That's just not his nature. That's not his character. That's not part of his ways. Um, and And, you know, there's something beautiful. I've had experiences where I've, obviously, hopefully you too have, you have too, that was awkward wording, um, where you trust God, right? And you believe him, even when you don't understand, you you step on the limb, even though you're not quite sure. 
And it's so beautiful when you get to see what's on the other side of obedience. And those moments where I'm like, oh, Lord, that's risky. It's that it's that little like peak of but what is on the other side of my obedience? Because that has always blown my socks off when I've been obedient to God, when I've moved and I didn't really understand why he was asking me to do it. And he was asking me to do um, the the blessing on the other side of the obedience has always been worth it. And it's always been something I could not have, to have anticipated. Um, it's always been something that I didn't see around the corner, but God looked around the corner and was like, oh, you're going to need to do X, Y, and Z, have set aside ABC, you know, have done one, two, three. I'm going to need you to just, hey, can you just be building the muscle over here and being faithful in the little? Can you just be faithful in the little over here? Because I want to elevate you and bring you from glory to glory and strength to strength. And I need you to have a little bit of muscle built so that you can handle that next layer of greatness, that next level of glory. Um and so it, it builds your faith to trust him more when you see and you get to taste what's on the other side of that obedience. Um, and, and it's just beautiful. Um, one of my favorite songs is uh, King of My Heart by Stephanie Gretzinger. Um, and first of all, she's one of my favorite worship voices, like just her spontaneous self when she's just doing like the um, the just worship, whatever that they'd be doing at Bethel. Um, was, oh, it's just so good. But anyway. The line in that song that, I mean, so many lines are beautiful, but the line in the song when they say, you're never going to let me down, um, just reverberates inside of me because that's how faithful God is. That even when you don't get what you think you wanted, y'all, man, can we just, let me just pause on this real quick. Let's, let's just pause on this tip. Not getting what you once thought you wanted, come on somebody. Like, God is faithful <laughs> in closed doors y'all that is another thing that will that will um build your faith to trust him when he closes doors and sometime down the line you see like what was on the other side of that closed door and you like my god i just want to thank you <laughs> for keeping me from foolishness calamity not what i really want like whatever it is that he kept you from and that is worth a praise break if i had an organ i would just get on it right now but anyway um yeah, he's faithful. He's so, so, so faithful. And so seeing what's on the other side of obedience and being kept from what's on the other side of closed doors, man, is like the bomb. It is such a cool thing. And I think God is, is strategic in letting us see that down the line. It's like, hey, I want to see your trust. I want to see your faith. I want to see your belief. And then let me show you why. And that just meant it's like, oh, okay, I can do that again. I'm going to do that again. It, it just feeds your faith to do it the next time the Lord brings you around to one of those sort of situations and scenarios. And you're never disappointed. You're never disappointed when you go with God, whether that's the closed door or that stepping out in faith. Like he's so faithful. He is so, 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 so faithful. Um, so that's purpose. And I just want to encourage you guys to align yourself with that. You know, as we're planning, as we're thinking, as we're reflecting, really get before the Lord and ask, what is purpose? You know, what is, what is purpose for me in this season? You know, who are you, Lord? Who do you want to be to me in this season? And then, you know, what would you have me to do? How do you want me to orient my life around that and around that reality? Um, and just be faithful in that, man. Be faithful in the little. Be faithful in the mundane. Um, be faithful when nobody's like, wow, you're so gifted. You're so blessed. You're so anointed. Be faithful, man. Be faithful. Um, because your Father in Heaven sees and He will reward you openly what you, for what you've done in secret and the time that you've invested and the time that you've spent. So I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. Um, 
So a little housekeeping sort of announcement thing. On the fifth Monday of every month, whenever there's a fifth Monday, it'll be kind of like a break Monday. And I know so far I've been like putting out podcasts weekly and some of you, I've heard some of you guys say, you know, um, I'm not caught up. I'm falling behind. I got to catch up. And so just consider that your catch up time. So you'll have the fifth Monday, fifth week of, of whatever the month is, um, to catch up and it'll be a break because your girl is learning how to pace herself y'all more on that at a later date (laughs) but um it'll be a good time of refreshing and catching up for both of us so continue to pursue purpose continue to seek the father's face and you and him are the majority and you're an unstoppable force so i love you guys have an amazing week bye (laughs) 